This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. The activists, the civil rights attorneys, the struggling parents, the families, the teachers, the students that are realizing that a system built to divide and impoverish and destroy us cannot stand if we do. All right? It's kind of basic mathematics. The more we learn about who we are and how we got here, the more we will mobilize. Now, this is also in particular for the black women, in particular, who have spent their lifetimes dedicated to nurturing everyone before themselves. We can and will do better for you. Now, what we've been doing is looking at the data, and we know that police somehow manage to de-escalate, disarm, and not kill white people every day. So what's going to happen is we are going to have equal rights and justice in our own country, or we will restructure their function and ours. Jesse Williams, y'all, that was from 2016, the BET speech. And joining me right now, hottest show in the galaxy, the Karen Hunter Show, Mr. Jesse Williams. Thank welcome. You. Thank you so much for welcome, having me. I welcome. appreciate it. I was so excited when I, I was like, man, I get to sit in front of you. Well, I'm excited to be here, talking well, about some real, some real stuff. When you listen back to that, um, that wasn't extemporaneous. You, did you take several days to craft that speech? Because it was freaking it, brilliant. It was both. Thank you. Uh, there was definitely some, in the moment, just riding uh, the vibe of the room that I was in. But on the flight in, I made some notes, some bullet points on my, on my phone. Um, I was preoccupied shooting a movie at the time. And I, I kind of trust in the last minute what will pour out mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, being a vessel in that sense. And so, yeah, I structured, I, I knew I wanted to hit some marks and then I just kind of received the energy that was there. For many of us, um, and I've watched Grey's Anatomy since before you were on. Okay. When it was McDreamy and McSteamy. Sure, and the all. Days, all yeah. right. Uh, you know, for many of us, it was about the gray eyes and, you know, the, the beautiful smile. That speech said something about who you are, your character, and you you know, you know, point out your parents and what mm-hmm. they fed to you, but in that moment, it was transformative in terms of your your mission and your vision and who you are. Um, were you thinking about that when you gave that speech at the BET Awards? I, I wasn't. I was just being, c- continuing to be true to myself and be consistent. I remember when Arande called me, my manager, and told me that they were going to, they wanted to give me this award, and that comes with doing a speech, doing an acceptance speech. I remember la- like laughing, be like, I don't want that. Like, don't give me, you don't want me with a microphone. Um, um, I had already been, I go on, at that point I was going on 24 hour news a lot, dealing with Black Lives Matter issues, dealing with Mike Brown and, and Jordan Davis and Trayvon and um, uh, their killers. And uh, I don't stop, right. you know, I, I, don't, I don't change. I was already an activist. I happen, my hustle now is acting. But like, so before st- acting, you were I was a act- public school teacher, right? And I was an activist, and 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 just a student of you know nothing special. I was just out here trying to become better and do better for my people, and that doesn't change because I get a check on this side than right. the other side. So um, I did. I wasn't thinking about. I think to your question, I wasn't thinking about legacy or something lofty. I was thinking about um, why we're here today, and that I'm here today. Um, not uh, what environment am I am in a room full of incredible entertainers 
Uh, I knew that it was on uh, Viacom. I know it's owned by, it's going to be on all types of channels I didn't expect to have the BET Awards on. I knew I was going to be on Nickelodeon and VH1 and all these other, Comedy Central, all these other channels. Uh, so let's serve up something mm. for them. Mm. Um, you know what's powerful about that? Um, and this is the time that we're in right now and the time of Kaepernick and other people who are, you know, uh, using their audience, their, their platform, and the ability to have an audience to say something more powerful. But there's a price to be paid, right? So some people can say you can lose your career. You know, you can yeah. lose the ability to have that check come because you're saying something that maybe a sponsor or a network mm -hmm. or a TV exec won't like. Yeah, that's part of it. You Do you think about that at all? Cause I, it, it's real. That's I've lost many a check. I don't get, I've, I've lost jobs that I've already had and were taken away from me because... Studios or people thought that I was too political or too much of a militant figure, and it happens. It happens for, with some frequency, but that's part of it. That's what I signed up for, and this is more important to me than that. Um, I'm not going to pretend it's not real. It's real. I get real death threats. That's really part of it. But this is worth it for what? me. This is my only life. The inane um, irrationality of people when you speak truth, because mm -hmm. that's what you're you're just talking about mm -hmm. reality. That somebody would threaten your life because you're saying this is happening yeah. and this shouldn't happen. Like, what what do the death threats look like? It's just a personification of fear and cowardice and inadequacy in people's lives. They people feel like they're um, when you have a, when you have a, a generations of people who are conditioned to believe that they've earned the advantage that they have over other people without actually doing anything but being straight or male or white or American um, to take that away. Is it taking it away to say, um, it's not taking these, it away at these all. kids are being killed. It's these not people taking it away are being at all. killed. It's, it's like saying, you know, somebody said, I didn't create this, but somebody said like freedom isn't pie. It's not, if I have a piece, it doesn't mean you get one less piece. Um, and so, so is, I'm not actually taking anything away, but we're just saying we want to play too. You right. said Can that there was law and order. Right. What about if I'm following the law and those who are paid, I pay to uphold that law are shooting my child in the street? Um, can I maybe have a say? No. Okay. Okay. So hard, far right conservatism is really just shut the fuck up. It's just shut up. Let us do what we're doing. We're going to be here. We're going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take, we're going to take, stay there. Shut up while I take. And if you say anything, you're a rabble rouser. You're starting something. And that's, that's a slave mentality, a slaver mentality. Um, that is boring to How, me. So, I was I had a Twitter fight this weekend because I had the audacity to say that Trump is a racist, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and and so then the Trump trolls come out and they want to give you video. And it, Twitter is a very strange environment to have conversations. So I don't do discourse. I've, I learned that. Yeah. Right. So, but the the frustration is, here are the facts, but they don't matter to you, right? Exactly. So how do we as a society? move forward you're a teacher you know i, I actually yeah. am a professor as well you know how do we move forward if we can't agree that these are facts i think we with a certain with a, a not insignificant portion of the population we can i do university talks and conversations a few times a year um often at uh with a huge white population um which i say to say that i've seen examples of people get it if there's any, if there's any curiosity at all 
there is there is a growing demographic of folks who are willing to can realize they can walk and chew gum at the same time. They can be privileged and acknowledge privilege and still sleep at night and still eat your meals and still be decent to others. It's not nobody's asking you to do much of anything. Um, so I am optimistic, even though we are going through this this kind of like fever dream uh, right now. Uh, fever dream. Well, it's a, it's it's when toxins are coming out of your body, you get a lot of pimples, but you're getting the bad stuff out. So it's a really ugly stage, right? You're getting you're, when, you, when you're peaking, when your fever is peaking, it's the worst, but it means it's going to break. Um, and I don't say that just off of blind faith or I don't want to over-cliche it, but I, but I do think we're having a high level of exposure to both. Uh, you know, um, is it Mark Twain's credited with saying, you know, it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Um, uh, and I think that members of the far right are exposing themselves to be actually... Uh, vapid, empty vessels that are just mad and just don't want to move off their spot, um, but they actually have a following and a, and a, and a, and they're and they're affecting policy. Most important, power is attached to it. Mm. That's far more impactful than feeling. Do you, Do you think it's um, wise for us to uh, label? Because I, I think calling people far right or left wing, or left, right, I think this this is beyond politics. I think it's beyond political what, what ideology. What is beyond politics? The climate that we're in right now is not attached to a, pol- a political. While there is one political party that mm-hmm. is, um, you know, exacting a lot of the the terror in this country. Sure, it's attached more to uh, a notion of whiteness than it is to being a Republican or a Democrat. And I think we, sure, you know, so both are true. Both are true. I, I think that if you're talking, I don't care how somebody feels over there. But if they're enacting or impacting policy that affects my life and my school district, my child can go can attend. Uh, that bothers me. So it bothers me where your feelings intersect with politics that intersect with my ability to live in a community and feel safe. Um, so uh, I have I am very effective, I can say, at being able to communicate uh, difficult ideas to somebody who might have a very difficult, different walk of life than me in a way that is non-threatening and inclusive and allows us to go on a journey together. Mm. I can and do do that all the time. I need to, to, uh, to learn this from is, you. This is, I do it in <laughs> white schools. I did it in that, I did it in some ways in that speech. But if you're not willing to accept it at a certain point, like I can't go all the way down into the hole with you. The mm. rope only goes so, so far down. You got to meet me somewhere. Mm. Uh, be not because you're not valuable, but because I have other people to work with too. I got other things to do. Again, I only got one life as far as I know. Like we have shit to do. Uh, so, uh, so I can, I totally take your point that you, you can't walk around labeling people as bad guy, good guy. You're not getting anywhere with that. So I uh, absolutely appreciate the value of nuance and inclusion in language um, and, and, and conditioned uh, uh, whiteness as, as I said at, and at that time this invention that says that you are um th- that you have these things that you've earned you know whiteness is a hustle you're getting conned too there was no whiteness before swedish people thought they were different than french people thought they were different than uh, yeah y'all have yeah. beef y'all have issues you, you have trade wars you have all these things you got conned by white landowners into thinking that because you were organizing with black and brown working class folks to believe that, oh, don't get with them. Don't get with them. They're actually really bad. You should be with us, even though you'll never be us. So people want think they're going to, you're not a millionaire like Rush Limbaugh or Hannity or any of these other devils. Like they're not giving you any money. 
um, but you think that you can aspire to be them. Um, so you'll keep chasing. Because there's on their an Alex Jones who was trash and then became. <laughs> yeah, like so, it's because one will pop up every generation for sure, for and sure. give hope to the other minions. That and that and that's you know I can we can only uh, save so many. Right. Um, but uh, for you know, uh, black liberation and health is primary to me. Let's get to that, um, black liberation. You are on this cannabis kick uh, that I'm on with you, even though I've never uh, partaken sure. in, the, in the herb ever. Sure. But I recognize the power of it. Behold a pale horse I read in college. Uh-huh, and, and yeah. So, yeah, so that took me on a journey. Sure, One of my sure. best friends is a weed head. So we, we've had many conversations, which is interesting. Um, how did you get involved in this cannabis Well, interesting. Space? I, I'm not a weed head. This is actually not about uh, cannabis per se for me. This is about justice. black freedom. This mm-hmm. is about social justice and equity and the application of laws. Uh, so uh, this came to me as an idea that I thought had really dope creative uh, mechanism uh, pulled together this really dope creative on behalf of men men who just wanted to fund something that was honest Talking about, about the, the history. new normal yeah the new normal this project I did with Spike Jones uh, we got Spike Jones involved he's a genius he's great he's a really wonderful person also um, and so we did a project that contextualizes what I know let me back up for a second I can see like the internet boom or any other boom I can see that cannabis is about to it's obviously blown about to it's blowing up Uh, meaning a lot of revenue is being generated off of it. Who cares how you feel? There's millions and millions of dollars being made off of it. Uh, Are we included? No. How can we be included? Do we know the language? Are we literate in the language and the policies and why it is we can't get licenses or uh, what it is to have a dispensary? The fact that black people, all we always carry like a crazy disproportionate amount of charges over nonsense that white people get celebrated for. And because you have charges, you're now blocked from the industry as a whole. So when we talk about cannabis and we watch like, this is weird, like, a lot of my homies are doing five to ten for possession, but I see all these bearded white dudes in Colorado lining up making millions of dollars. I'm sorry, I'm confused. Like, is this really bad and toxic and a narcotic and a stage, you know, it, it, part gateway, of the war on drugs? Gateway, you just drug, told me yeah. it was all these horrible things, right. but when there's whiteness involved, it's okay. I don't, I'm confused. So, it, so I saw a lot of promotion and i live in california as you said there's billboards about weed and dispensaries and uh, delivery services and everything delivery All, services delivery services and it's good for your yoga practice and you can rub it into your your mom can rub it into her knuckles for joint pain and it's for uh, tra- veterans and ptsd and there's incredible uses uh for this for this stuff look and at the market look at as you're talking yeah and just a couple of years this is not even a exactly. generation we're witnessing a revolution the like marketing that behind now so they can say you're evil Mm -hmm. and then two years from now you're great because all of this is marketing news is marketing all information that you get if your history books are marketing they're marketing white supremacy they want you religion is marketing they want you to think white people are god that's why your god is white it's marketing they want you to think that they they settled this country instead of stole it. They instead, of, you know, they want you to believe that George Washington was just a pure military genius, not a kidnapper, sex trafficker, human trafficker. Uh, uh, you know, Africans. How dare you Africans talk about the grew, father of our country? Both. He's both. That Guess Jesse. what? The, the Declaration of Independence is an incredible document. This country is awesome in many ways. It's also incredibly dysfunctional, violent, and and pathologically fucking gross in many ways and you can be both right your rock star can be be, absolutely you can have a genius songwriter who's also a pervert like you can and a pedophile yeah it's all i wasn't even thinking of that one specifically i would have used a harsher term than pervert but like but 
but all these things, you know, we, it's just, I think it's important to, as much as possible, just be honest. It's like thinking about raising a kid or something. Like, you can lie to them thinking you're protecting them, but you're really just avoiding the Time confrontation. The right. And then they grow up thinking that you're actually an evader. Who's on, so who won in that long term? Like, just be forthright to begin with. So that, that's how I entered into this. Um, it wasn't because I'm some cra- a wild stoner. Because I realized that I can't trust white America to adjudicate their laws fairly in a non-anti-black fashion. You're anti-black. So I don't trust the way you're going to legislate it because I've lived in the suburbs and I watch these kids smoke weed, grow weed, sell weed, and it's fine. And they're fine. They get to go to college and live their life and not live behind a fucking cage. While we spent, while, while where I grew up before that, we all got locked up for that stuff. And Mother's Day is around the corner. Got to let you know that. Mother's Day is around the corner. And if you want to do something nice for your mom, among the other things, you take her to dinner and all the other wonderful things, buy her gifts. This is a nice little gift that she'll remember. It's Sherry's Berries. Sherry's Berries, fresh, delicious strawberries, juicy strawberries. You bite into them, juice runs down your chin. It's delicious. Dipped in all kind of chocolatey goodness. They have, just for Mother's Day, they created a Mother's Day berry. It's, it's designed just for her. Top with pink shimmer sugar. Dipped in pink shimmer sugar. It looks amazing, all right? The, the, the red strawberry with the pink shimmer sugar, delicious. They also, of course, have the swizzles, the chocolate chips, and all manner of diff- different gourmet chocolatey goodness. But you don't have to listen to me. You can go right now to berries.com and order your freshly dipped strawberries starting at just $19.99 for the mom in your life. Um, and if you really, really want to make her happy, Double the berries for just $10 more. Mother's Day is Sunday, May 12th, so visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my code, K-H, K-H, berries.com. Click on the microphone, code K-H. So that's all. I just, see, I just see, I just see um, inconsistency, and this is a way to try to put the language out there so folks can get literate. Every day I struggle with having these conversations because we do mm-hmm. and not offend. And so I'm at a point now where I don't care whether you're offended. Mm-hmm. I have zero tolerance. We're not going back and forth. If you troll, mm-hmm. you get blocked and deleted yeah. from Twitter. I'm not even going to engage in conversation with you on the radio. But I know that there's a, a backlash to that in terms of not being effective. Cause Marketable I, I and yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I struggle with, like, we need to reach people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the frustration was as soon as you said white people, white America, if you're white, if you identify as white, you've now tuned out or tuned in yeah. in a way that now I feel attacked. Well, you know what? I've bo- two things, uh, speaking of two things being true, I, I realize that uh, a lot in this country, people have tr- tried to pretend that the word white is their version of nigger. Right? Like if you say white, you're racist. People freak out. It's just the word white, as if it's somehow an attack on. On you, like if I like if you think O.J. Simpson is a murderer, you're somehow calling me a murderer. Um, uh, there, so th- it's true that uh, that label has they've tried to like n-word that label. Um, I don't care. You uh, that that community does not d- uh, drive uh, racial nomenclature for me. Like you don't you don't you've lost that privilege. A long how time are you this ago. black, Jesse well, Jesse Williams? You're, you say? You're mo- how are you this black? Your, your mom's white, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, mom's I white. I gotta, yeah, I, gotta, I brought her there. That's why you saw her. <laughs> right, I know. This is always why it's so yeah. funny, that, you that love accusation. Your yeah, you, yes, I love my mother and my family. Right. Most of my family is actually white in terms of bodies uh, living. But my dad is, uh, uh, both of my parents are incredibly 
conscious and put working people first. I grew up, you know, in the 80s in Chicago in the crack era with two factory worker parents who were activists and organizers. And um, I learned about uh, the collective body as primary. What, how we all live is far more important than how we individually live. Uh, and my dad is really fucking black. Yeah. And really and really <laughs> clear about it. And that's the that's the curriculum I grew up in. Um, not in the school, curriculum. but at home. Yeah, reading lists, actual having what to consume a lot. It's and and also it's music as well. So it's it's and it's it's Baldwin, it's Ivan Van Sertima, it's mm. Shake Onto Diop, it's it's African, you know, African the African origin of civilization. It's they came before the Mayflower. Mm. It's it's um so and they came, be came came before Columbus. So they came before Columbus and uh, no, before the Mayflower and uh, you know. Uh, um, Black civilizations. It's a, it's a whole range. It's W. B. Du Bois. It's mm. it's Song of Solomon. It's Toni Morrison. Mm. It's um it's uh, it's uh, Ralph Ellison. It's it's Richard Wright. It's 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 everything Malcolm X has ever uttered. I had I grew up on those as tapes. My dad would make me tapes of his speeches and um, but it's also Bob Dylan. It's mm. Fela Kuti. It's it's Bob Marley, like the real Bob Marley, not the Legend album. Um, <laughs> it's Peter Tosh. It's uh, it's um, James Brown. It's James Brown. It's James Brown. It's James, James Brown. Brown. It's, it's first hip hop artist. James Brown. Um, it's yeah. It's uh, it's just understanding context and history, and also just having a. I grew up with a with a, which was not fun. A. Uh, duty and obligation by the way it's nina simone sojourner truth harriet tubman also it's like it's it's understanding that like this isn't for or about you what are you doing for black people it's cool story what are you doing for black people like <laughs> great that's cool what are you doing for black people you know how many people fought and died and bled for you to have the privilege of maybe being here for 20 years how dare you uh mm. spit on that by being a slob by being lazy by being incurious and there's no greater feeling than getting a delivery tearing open the box and seeing fresh, beautiful, fragrant roses and a matching vase. Well, this is the experience your mom can have this Mother's Day by going to Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers lets you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. Then simply select the delivery date you want. Pro Flowers carefully packages your flowers and delivers them fresh from the farm. And express delivery means her flowers stay fresh. And right now you get a dozen assorted roses for just $19.99. You can double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Visit proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter my code KH. That's proflowers.com, click on the mic, code KH. Mother's Day is May 12th, so don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal and say thank you to all of the beautiful moms in your life. Um, you're going to, our, our lives are but a speck in like the history of the world. So like I, I just take it seriously. This does transcend race. I've recently become uh, very acquainted with Father Flagle. Flagle uh, sure, yeah, in Chicago. In Chicago um, who also is very much, he's very black too, mm. even though he's, <laughs> he's mm -hmm. very, very committed to the same mm -hmm. kind of justice. And, um, yeah, it's being human and decent. Like it's, it's, it's realizing that I can, by virtue of watching you drink from a fountain, doesn't take water out of my cup. Like you're not stealing from me. My, there's no people try to, you know, what is your white mom thing? My, my, my mom's amazing. My mom's a G. 
She doesn't, she is as political as they come and not. And the most fun loving, she taught me my sense of humor. She taught me like, she's an incredible artist. Like she's a loving, amazing, spectacular person. It's not threatened by her black son wanting to enjoy full citizenship. Yeah, what but kind of it, you know what the thought is, you know, I was, I was doing something over the weekend. I just did a podcast on how we need to move like ants. And I brought in, mm -hmm. you know, all the, the, the bodies because ants can build bridges with their bodies. Yeah. Well, we already had the bodies laid down from Fred Hampton, Martin, mm -hmm. Malcolm, Megger, the four little girls. Mm -hmm. And I think about somebody that would bomb a church with children in it. Right. And so their notion is, how dare you want the rights? And it's about their children. Right. I think people are fighting fiercely. I don't want my child sitting in a classroom next to you mm -hmm. because somehow you're going to infect my child with all mm -hmm. of your filth mm -hmm. and immorality and all the things. Cool, that I've been because integration is not about sitting next to white people. We don't care about sitting next to you. We don't give a fuck about sitting next to you. We want freedom and equity in our schools and resources. That's what that is about. Nobody cares about sitting next to white kids in school. We want you to stop giving giving us asbestos-laden, unsafe places where police are patrolling our classrooms and our school books are, outda are outdated teaching us white supremacy. But if I and think you, that you don't belong here, like you don't, because they, they just recently- I'm not worthy to, of that. Right, so there was a book, uh, author was at a book um, bookstore and these white people came in this weekend and it's like, this is our land. This land is our land. This land is our land. You know, it's like... White people yelling that at a black author? No, it was a white author who was talking about you know, white fragility or something like uh. that. And it was like, you know, don't talk about these things. This is our land. Sure. These people don't belong here. So I'm, I'm glad you have asbestos and, and dirty uh, water. Right. I need you to die. I don't want you to be here because you're... And if you're... if you're, We can find out if you're a serious person in two seconds. Why is this your land your land? Because you started how, how did it become your land? How does people acquire land? Well, we were superior. So if we came here, we were able to take it. Okay, so that if we take things from you, we can just do that too then, right? You're terrified of us. You think that just if we get any power at all, we're going to do to you what you've always done to us. That's your own, your fear is that you're, of your own lack of a soul. That you think that we're going to do the same thing to you that you want to do to us. We're not. Black people have never been a threat to white people ever. Black people have never been a threat to whiteness. Whiteness has, by definition, always been a threat to blackness. Period. What we are not, anything else is fantasy. The chocolate milk, look at you. You have a white mom, but you, how is you that, are a threat. How is one that a threat to you? One drop of black blood makes you. That's because you decided blackness was a poison. The one drop rule is a fascinating thing. Is that saying that blackness is so powerful that it overtakes all, or it's a poison? If I drop one drop of poison in your child's milk, you ain't going to let her drink it. So what, what, what is that? That's, and, that's, and by the way, you invented that. We were busy working. Y'all made that whole shit up. I wasn't involved in that. So that's, you deal with that. That's, not, that's your mess. Jesse Williams. Jesse Wesley Williams. It's a Leo, y'all. Um, okay. Jackson Avery. Sorry, I mm -hmm. took a hard left turn. Yeah, I hope y'all right. don't get whiplash. Right. But I'm obsessed. I was obsessed with Shonda Rhimes. One of the jobs you didn't lose, by the way. Yeah, because right. I think Shonda Rhimes is is that woman. She's amazing. And okay. The whole, the whole that whole set is amazing. Speaking of black women and women running the Come show. Come on now. I mean, that's the most successful show on the network and has been, and it's run by women and people of color and 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 creative and and people in the gay community. It's like all the things that you said we couldn't do. Uh, she's doing it. Yeah. And she went on and left but um Grey's Anatomy is still there longest running television show drama yeah drama on yeah. television yeah right yeah we just broke uh ER's record uh we're like 300 something episodes it's pretty cool Thursday night I'm I'm there the all right. and I directed again this year and my episode that I directed is this Thursday actually okay so yeah. tell me about it because is this is does it involve Debbie Allen Catherine? uh 
De- is Debbie? I don't know if Debbie's character Catherine is in my episode or not. Debbie, I have to credit with me directing. Um, she really pushed me to direct. Uh, knew that I would be good at it and and help me learn. And I'm I'm still learning uh, directly from her. She's, what was the uh, biggest challenge for you getting behind the camera? Um, you know, I think it's learning the language of the camera itself, learning lenses and sizes and rules about the line and and uh, just understanding. Uh, understanding the rules so that you can break the rules, which mm. is something my dad used to always say. Like, it's cool to go out there, but know the rules before you start improvising, like, right? Like, like yeah, yeah, Miles like, Davis can play the scales. Yes, he can. That's Brilliantly. what informs him when he's when he's giving you jazz. You, have, you know, anybody can go out there and just make make noise. Like, oh, I'm an artist. Like, Come on are now. you like freaking? No technique, and then and then build on that. And this is how we have to live our life. This is we you know black people are great at. We can swag anything out. Watch what we do when we actually have the the skill set, the base. Um, that's the difference. Um, um, so I just whispered. That. So, uh, but uh, but but uh, yeah, the show. You know, it's another excellent show. I directed last year an episode called "Fight for Your Mind," which was particularly dope. I'm really proud of it. Um, the war, the actors that we had in this episode. Which one was that? Because I don't fight know the for titles. your mind. It was like episode 23. It was like third from the last one it was Alex Karev goes back to Iowa to find his mom oh, and, and his mother's Wonder Woman yeah or no no she's a, a bionic a six million, woman uh, you're right there yeah. you go uh, uh, Lindsay Wagner Lindsay Wagner yes and uh, she's actually in my episode again I think is she I think so is this the one where um his wife is ja- ja- uh, what's her name uh, Camilla Luddington plays Joe Joe and who she's just saw going her mother through yo she the is, episode that Debbie drunk. directed did you see the one where she went back and found yes. her mother Woo, that Debbie directed that yeah and written by Elizabeth Finch an amazing writer one of my favorite writers that's it. That should win all the awards this year. That's a very important episode of television. So now we're taking Joe. She's and now Joe is still jo- having drunk, a bit of a spiral, right? And uh, she's having a very difficult time. Camilla Luddington's doing amazing work this this season. Uh, we also have an immigration uh, detention uh, storyline. We've got uh, characters that come in, human beings that I'm very proud of their work and cast them. Uh, people who were detained at the border, uh, and a father and a daughter, um, and what it's like to try to reassemble um, a family after it's being bro- been broken apart so aggressively and viciously mm. uh, and try to uh, be an active, productive member of the citizenry that you claim that it's so important that we work hard and pay our taxes and do all these things and we have brown, Indio, Central Americans coming into this country. I made sure to cast folks who were brown and look like the extra people impacted by this. This is where like who's in charge makes a difference, right? A lot of time we're talking about immigrant stories or brown stories and they cast the white version of right uh an indian person or uh, i mean the country india or right. a, or a, a middle eastern person or a or a mexican person like like y- y'all are scared of the brown people we're going to cast the brown people brilliant brilliant actors um that did great work and i'm i'm really proud of the storyline how will we know you directed this what are your fingerprints on this um in this episode i think it's trying to be creative uh with camera and storytelling trying not to cut i do a lot of one what we call oneers in the business keeping the camera on and just doing the whole scene in one take. I actually, uh, you know, I got to say, I think I uh, was the first to do, I did two scenes in one take. I combined two scenes and did the whole thing in one shot. That's called, I've coined the term, a double one it's uh, it's the stuff of lore now on well, Grey's Anatomy. He's getting a little Anatomy. cocky. With, he just sat it's, up a little bit. Uh, like, yeah, he just you know, I, I invented that, the double oneer. Yes, and did a double uh, that's in this that's in this episode. A crane shot. Got a steady cam operator on a crane, coming down, getting off the crane, and walking and doing a whole scene in an OR, uh, in an ER, all on one take. Like getting creative with camera, try to keep movement involved so that the the viewer 
um, is involved in the pace of mm. the storytelling. Um, but but uh, mm-hmm. I also got a, I've got a scene in a men's room. I got two guys peeing in a urinal during a scene. Um, so that's just you know for fun. But it uh, but it it uh, you know just getting creative. You know this show's been twenty five episodes a year for fifteen years keep it fresh. is a lot. Well, that's because Forget- every. Every episode is an uh, an adventure. It's dense. Sean just it's, figured that it's, out. It's, it's a lot of work. That's this Thursday on Grey's Anatomy. Last thing, uh, there's a lot of people running for president. You tweet a lot about Kamala Harris. Do I? I don't know. No. I went on your Twitter. I saw a couple of retweets about her. Who who do you have so far? I don't have anybody yet. I'm uh, I, you, I see a lot of what middling. What characteristics do you expect from the person that's going to lead this country? I expect people who've been doing it on their own before they were trying to get something for it. I expect you to be, have been doing. I want to see the work that you did before I was watching Receipts. you. Yeah, where you been at? What have you actually been doing? Uh-oh. How have you been doing it? Um, not that there's anything wrong with new energy, right? Our our past president, probably the best president of our generation, well, was he a was, new he was, senator. He was, but he was working a community in the community organizer, right? Like yeah. that was so. Uh, so I don't mean necessarily uh, in organized politics, but like somebody who's actually been doing it, somebody who's unafraid to address things and and speak in plain language and not make me feel like I'm it's canned. Um, I think you know. I think we need to avoid. Uh, so it sounds like you like Bernie Bernie Sanders. I like a lot about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> okay. I like a lot about Bernie Sanders. Okay. Let's see who else jumps in there. All right. Um, but uh, who was left to jump in? I think a, I think I might run. No, I mean, I'm joking. We, we need to whittle this, and we also need to have a productive primary where we don't do all of the rights work for us by uh, destabilizing everything, all the strengths about that we have on our side while the right just sits there and watts and trots out this demon. Circle fire is yeah. what Obama said. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm sorry you have to go because they're, they're giving me the high sign. It's a lot. We're cramming in a lot today. I'm yeah. so, I really am uh, appreciative of you taking the time to have me on the show. I'm a big fan of yours and the work you do. You don't have to do this work. You don't have to speak the way you do. And uh, it makes a world of difference in the world. And I, and I appreciate being able to sit here with you today. Oh, I am grateful. Thank you. Same. 